This is the Off the Charts Business Podcast for multi-passionate entrepreneurs. Here, you'll learn how to design a scalable business so you can spend more time outside, away from the screen, through actionable ideas, real-world examples, and pep talks from your host, that's me, Natalie Lucier, founder of Access Ally. Welcome to another episode of the Off the Charts Business Podcast, and today I am super excited to have our guest, Lachelle Barnett, with us. So if you're not familiar with her, she is a branding and curriculum design expert. She helps mission-driven experts bring their vision to life, and she's passionate about creating programs that actually get results. So I am super pumped to have her here. She is also a licensed therapist of over 10 years running group and designing programs. So she is a super nerd, which I love because I'm also a super nerd <laughs> with hundreds of books and spends her time reading, researching, and using her favorite highlighters. So thank you for being here with us today, Lachelle. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm also excited to have this conversation today. When we talked about what we should focus on for today, you talked a lot about anti-hustle and how we can use our intellectual property to create time freedom as entrepreneurs. So I think that's like a huge topic everyone is super interested in. So can you tell us a little bit about your perspective on that and kind of how you came to this body of work? Yeah. So the soapbox, right, the hill that I kind of die on is this idea that it is far better to grow your business based on your delivery, meaning your program, your IP, we could call it a lot of different things. But essentially what we're saying is we don't focus on marketing, right? Which in the online space is typically the number one thing that you hear a lot about is marketing and marketing and marketing and sometimes sales and sales and sales. But what we don't often hear a lot around is delivery and client results and client success and you know, we could term it a lot of different ways, but in our camp, we are highly focused on being able to retain our clients and being able to be highly referable because of the results that we are able to get with our clients, as opposed to just building a large following and vanity metrics. And ironically, the things that we as coaches, consultants typically don't want to do anyway, but are heavily involved in that world simply because we just aren't focused as much on delivery. So that's the short version. You know, I'll pause in case you want to say or ask or anything. I love that. And yeah, I think a lot of us get into marketing because we think that's what's going to get the business to grow. And that's, you know, how we're going to sustain the business. And I love your focus on results. And I was actually going to ask you, that was my next question, because I know on your bio, it says, you know, you can cure burnout and scale by focusing on client results. So can you talk a little bit more about, yeah, that whole piece yeah. of it? Yeah. So two things that I would probably say, number one, we use curriculum as kind of our foundational tool that helps us leverage our time and build our reputation and get us the results that we're helping our clients, you know, really achieve. And so being able to design curriculum is a key component. And for us, that looks like understanding who it is that you're wanting to serve, what kind of tangible specific results that you're wanting to help them achieve, which is where many people tend to struggle. They don't want to be tangible. They don't want to be specific because it kind of ups the responsibility and then creates imposter syndrome and all of this kind of thing. But 
the more specific you can be on the front end with your curriculum, the better designed it can be, which then means the less questions that you're asking in your group coaching program or the less places where people are getting stuck, et cetera, et cetera. And those are all key if the curriculum is not designed to actually leverage your time, right? Because sometimes people are creating courses and programs, but it actually isn't helping them save any more time because the curriculum isn't well designed. So the key component in this is being able to have curriculum that does some of the heavy lifting for you, right? Where you don't have to do as much work in your program. You get to show up for your Q and A's or whatever components you have in your program. And that's like an hour or two, depending on how many programs you have and how many students and all the things. So one, I would say that's step one is being able to have curriculum that actually works rather than you having to teach over and over and over or even have to hire and all of these other things that are not necessarily necessary in order for you to really leverage your time. So that's one part of being able to cure the burnout. I think the other part of being able to really optimize and cure your burnout has to do with, and this is a tricky one for many of us in this online space as well, is slowing down enough to find the alignment. That's the word I'm probably going to use between what it is that you want to do and what it is that your audience wants, right? Because oftentimes what I find as experts is that we're so excited about our idea and our thing that we are often putting out into the marketplace the thing that we want, right? Which often doesn't exactly align with what our audience wants. Sometimes it's in the realm, but the key is the alignment between, right? Is that you don't want to exclude yourself as the expert and you don't want to be all about your ideal client or vice versa, right? You need that alignment so that way you can have fun running the business and they can also get the results that they're looking for. But a lot of times that requires a bit of a slower movement than what we are typically kind of promoting in this online space of, you know, 10K in 10 days or, you know, seven figures and, you know. So I think just having the mindset around time and not having this time scarcity thing, which then changes how you make decisions and, you know, all of that. So I think those are kind of the two biggest things that we find are the key to really building in a way where a lot of my clients come in on this like content hamster wheel, where they are either creating marketing content all the time, or they're even recreating program content all the time, whether it's a new offer or, you know, and it's just like, well, how can we be an anti-hustle if we're in constant creation mode, right? That doesn't feel like anti-hustle to me personally. And most of my clients don't like it, right? And so the goal is to get out of that constant hamster wheel of having to create, 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 and to build in a more sustainable way, which requires a different kind of strategy on the front end. So let's dive into time scarcity first, because I feel like we all feel that, right? Like we feel like we should be further ahead than we are. We feel like we should be going faster than we are. We should be like, like you said, like seven figures in 10K, 10 days and all of that stuff. So how do you help people kind of slow down and be willing to take the time that it takes to do things? Because I feel like we can all do that better. Yeah, I think part of it is this like chop wood, carry water mentality right? Where it's like intellectually, we kind of understand that where you measure, you know, I don't know what the exact quote is, but it's like that quote of measure five times cut once kind of thing. And so from a business perspective, it's like, 
let's be really clear on the front end as much as we can be clear right and be as strategic as we can be obviously we cannot know everything that's going to happen but what i find is that there's a fair amount of jumping and just building the plane on the way down or throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks and unfortunately that kind of advice is really great for getting out of your own way and overcoming overthinking and doubt and right it's like that's great advice but it is not great advice for getting the result that you actually want whatever that is whether it's i want to get off of my job or i want to have more client like the results don't typically come from jumping and building the plane on the way down that just gets you out of your own way and so there's not enough context being taught around some of the things that are just kind of being spewed in the internet where it's like yes this is great advice for this person under this context right and if you're not that person then this is not the, the information for you and so part of what we do is help people under build the right strategy on the front end right so that way we can then create the path to get to that point what we find is that most people are not clear about the destination they don't know exactly where they want to go right i heard this i think it was a TikTok video where someone was interviewing Oprah and they were saying, oh, you've interviewed all these successful people, you know, that have gotten to these big places. What's the number one thing that you've learned, right, about how people get to where they want to be? And she said, ironically enough, the thing that I've learned is that the successful people get to where they want to be because they know where they want to be. <laughs> she said, most people are operating from what they, someone else told them where they had to be or what they used to want to be or just moving right and it's like the truth is most people that i that come to us are a little bit all over right and they don't have a clear destination and if you don't have a clear destination then you cannot craft a path to get to that destination effectively right and so that's part of our work is helping people what is the vision and how do we make that vision a bit more tangible and how do we make that vision both long term and the next 12 months right so now we're like okay if this is where you want to be in 12 months let's craft the most effective path for you getting there and build in some mile markers so we understand if we're on target or off target and just giving people that level of clarity tends to help people with time scarcity right because now i can say oh this is what it takes for me to get to this point rather than I have this big vision and I want to do these big things, right? So I find that just clarity provides a level of, oh, I don't have to be quite as scarce as I've been operating up until this point, trying a little bit of everything. I love that. Yeah, I think that's so brilliant. And I feel like it almost also takes somebody like you who has seen the trajectory of businesses over time and brands and all of that and what it takes to kind of develop over time to yeah. give them that perspective too. Cause I, I feel like I have that as well. You know, if you've been in business for yeah. a certain number of years, you kind of know like what to expect, what's reasonable. And if you're on track or not, that really helps like kind of hone those instincts of like, okay, we're going in the right, right direction. So I love that. Yes. And I wanted to go back to something else that you talked about, which was around the curriculum design. So I think when it comes to creating results, Results for people. If you're working in a very one-on-one -on -one capacity, people are a little bit more confident, right? You know, I'll work with them one-on-one -on -one till we get the results. So that's easy. But how do you kind of extract, yeah. say, from one-on-one -on -one work into one-to-many curriculum mm -hmm. design? Like people have a hard time doing that and seeing the patterns yeah. or I don't know what your yeah. approach to that is. Yeah. So I agree that many people do tend to struggle with that. And I think you know, there are lots of steps to this, but the, the overarching is understanding your own framework, 
right? And being able to take what you do, let's say in your one-on-one work or what you've been doing in your nine to five or, you know, whatever context that you're coming from and being to turn that, all those things that you've done with people into a framework that you can then test and make it actually a proven framework. Most people call their framework proven when reality, they it has not been tested enough to know whether it's proven. And a lot of times their framework is so broad that it doesn't really work in the way that they want it to work, right? So the key I would say is taking your expertise, your education, your experience, which is difficult because most people have so much expertise, education and experience, but you have to understand how to pull it out, right? That is based on what it is that you're currently doing, right? Everything that I know as a therapist is not inside my program because it doesn't support people getting to the outcome that this program is designed to support people with. And so a lot of this is counterintuitive because some of it is about eliminating, right? And a lot of times people are like, oh, it's going to be more valuable because I'm going to teach them everything I know. And it's like, well, we use human psychology because I'm a therapist and because that's my lens in which I look through everything. It's like, if you understand human psychology, you understand you can't throw everything at everybody and then expect them to get the result that the program is designed to do. It is really about less. It is about designing an effective path, not a path that has every single thing. But we tend to do that because we want to be able to justify our prices and you know feel good. It's like, no, I gave them everything. And it's like, yes. And that is why they're not getting the result that you want them to get. And so I would say without like being all nerdy about it, most of it comes down to your ability to frame your program correctly, which has everything to do with your framework, right? It's like, let's say I've been in fitness and health and nutrition, right? In that world for the last five, 10 years. And now I want to design a group coaching program. It's like, okay, the frame is the most important step. What is it that you're helping people do? Okay. Well, I'm helping people lose weight. Okay. Number one, we want to be able to position ourselves in the marketplace the way that we want to be seen. So in a fitness nutrition realm, we probably need a different outcome or a more specific outcome, a more creative outcome, because everybody is helping people lose weight. So part of this is like a positioning thing, but most of it is understanding where am I trying to take people? And then what is the simplest path based on my expertise, right? That I can help people get there. Most of the time I find people have to try it themselves first, realize that it didn't work and then be like, okay, how do I do this correctly? Because most people feel like, oh, I can do that. I can take my years of experience and turn it into something. But what I find is that it often caused more imposter syndrome in the beginning because if you serve someone and they don't get the results that you were hoping that they get, then it becomes, a, you know, something that you cause to question your confidence and can I and should I? And it's like, yeah, you can. It's just a different skill set to be in the fitness, nutrition, wellness space than it is to be in the curriculum space. Right. The two are separate skill sets. So that would be my short slash long answer. <laughs> Now that's super helpful. I think for people, because we think, well, I know my, my topic, I know the things I help people with. I should be able to just put this together easily. Right. And it is a new skill. It is a new like way of creating. I also love what you talked about how sometimes people reinvent the wheel and they reinvent their course content, or maybe they launch different courses because they think that's the solution. Right. Um, so one of the things that I love about you and your work is all around building a brand for the multi-talented, multi-gifted, and multi-passionate. So how does someone kind of pull all of the different pieces together and make it sort of a cohesive brand or business? Because that's something like I'm still trying to figure out. And I think a lot of us still do. Yeah. So 
the two things that I'm going to say, part of it is our very first step in our framework and building a personal brand is what we call personal mission, which is you understanding why you're doing this, why it's important to you, what your personal goal, calling, you know, vision kind of thing is, and being able to articulate that, right? So that's our first step in our framework. And we have lots of questions and we kind of tailor them based on, you know, people's experience. If you're new to business versus you've been doing it a while, but essentially there is a set of questions that we ask people to help them go from, I have all this expertise and all of these ideas and all of this thing to say, here's the most important thing. So I will give you one of the questions that we ask people. So one of the activities that we have people do is to write the perfect testimonial that they would like to have from their client. Right. It's like this is the thing that would make me feel like I am out here doing the work that I want to do. So when I did this myself, I think it's actually on my wall and perhaps I could read it if it's quick enough. Yes. So it's very quick. So it says she helped me. I'm a big whiteboard person. You can't see. But so it says she helped me build a brand that I love that was so impactful and so fun, easy and authentic. She helped me get off the emotional roller coaster of entrepreneurship. She helped me turn my program around. Clients were happier. They were progressing. I could go on, but that's the just. She made me feel good about what I was putting out into the world and how I was showing up for people in the marketplace, right? And so we ask people to write their perfect testimonial, right, which is step one. And sometimes that's hard for people. Sometimes it's easy, right? But once you write the testimonial, then it's that tells me a lot that those five sentences tell me a lot about what you're trying to build and now i can help you extract because even that is multi-layered that still could put me all you know it's like oh well, there's branding in there and there's program in there and then there's a little bit of mindset in there right so it's like okay i got an idea of where you're trying to go now we need to prioritize right if of all the things that you said in this testimonial which is the one that would feel the best to you this is the thing that i want to be known for Right. These other things are great, but I really want to be known for this thing. Right. And so we do exercises like that where we help you pull out the thing, your vision into something that's a bit more tangible. Right. Into what we call an idea roadmap. So that's part of it. The other thing that I would say for people who are multi gifted and multi talented, it requires a great level of accountability. Right. More accountability than the average person who is, and sometimes I find that experts don't love the word accountability. Typically people who are a little further along because they're like, I don't really need, I'm self-motivated. And it's like, that's not what I mean. All of us as entrepreneurs need to have a level of self-motivation because it's our baby, right? Our business. But when I say accountability, I'm really talking about structure and systems and processes that help us stay on track. Because when you are a creative, which I would not consider myself to be, but many of the clients that I serve are very creative. They have lots of ideas and they're like, oh, I could do this. And it's like, yes, you could. But now might not be the time to do that. Right. And so accountability can look in the form of coaching. It can look in the form of, of actual systems and you know software that you use. But accountability is helping you stay on track to the thing that you said you actually wanted. And those two things combined are really important for someone who feels multi-talented and multi-gifted and, you know, multi-purposed and all of that. 
Oh, I love that. And yes, I'm definitely one of those idea people. So I definitely relate to having a space to capture the ideas and put them off if it's not the right time and just being able to stay focused on what I said, like you said, <laughs> you know, what's the focus right now and what's the plan that we're currently executing. So I think that is such brilliant advice. I just want to add one thing to what you said. So this is so important, particularly for people who do have a lot of ideas, because there are two non-negotiables for entrepreneurship cash flow and self-trust, right? And one of the places where we break self-trust is when we say we're going to do something, we start a project, and then we go off and do a different project. Now, some of that is necessary from an entrepreneur perspective because we're tweaking and pivoting, right? There's an intentional, I'm no longer doing this. And then there's a, I'm distracted, I'm no longer doing this. And what I find is that when creatives have had months or years of not finishing things, their confidence also goes down right? Their imposter syndrome also goes up. And a lot of that is less about the results that they've gotten for people. Some of that may be in there, but really it has more to do with not seeing the momentum that they're wanting to see in their business. And the lack of momentum is directly tied to the lack of focus. And so this becomes really more important than just making money. It is about you having the confidence to take the risk. It has to do with you having the confidence to say the price that you want. Right. It has to do with you having the confidence to show up as your full self, which most people will struggle to do if they have not kept their word to themselves. So, Now we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Did you know Access Ally is the most flexible way to sell and elegantly deliver digital offerings as your business grows, all in one place on WordPress. You can create online courses, memberships, directories, and communities, and even sell team access, all on your terms. Go to accessally.com to get a demo and see why it's the business scaling solution you've been looking for. Oh my gosh. It's so important. This is like, I'm going to like highlight this in the whole episode because I think this is like so important and momentum ties to focus. I thought that was really important for people to remember as well. And actually I was going to just ask you about um, this whole concept of, you know, there's the external side of business, right? Where we're doing sales, we're doing marketing, we're doing, you know, systems like technology, like all that stuff, which is very important. But then there's the internal side, which you touched upon many times already in our conversation, you know, like the imposter syndrome and fear and self-doubt and like all of these things, like we've all experienced them. So I know you have a huge background in this too. So how do you help people who are having some of these issues as well. Yeah, this is probably my, I don't know if I would say it's the favorite part of my work because I love all of the things, but um, because I'm a therapist and this is my thing, it is the thing that I'm like, you know, it's the most natural thing. And so probably the frame that I would say is that a lot of times people are playing small, right? And this is not about growing a big business, right? That's not what I mean by playing small. When I say playing small, it is you are out of alignment with yourself, meaning I really desire this thing, but I'm not allowing myself to go after that thing or, you know, I'm lying to myself about what it is that I want. We as humans are really, really good at lying to ourselves about what it is that we desire, typically after there's been something traumatic that has happened. Right. So it's like, let's say, you know, I did a launch 
the launch didn't work. And now I'm lying to myself that I don't really want to make that kind of money or I don't want to do this kind of thing. And it's like, oh, well, we're already out of alignment with ourselves, right? Which is a huge internal problem that sometimes we don't fully recognize because it, oft it often takes another person to, to challenge you or to ask a question or to follow up for you to be like, oh, shoot. I am kind of out of alignment with, right? It's like, so the first thing that I would say in terms of how we help people is the better I am, the clearer I am about what your vision is, the more I can help you stay on track to what that is. And the more I can see where you're out of alignment and I can point those things out and we can decide what does that look like, right? I think that I tell people all the time because a lot of times people come to me with like what we call coach hurt which is where they've gone into a program and not gotten a result or sometimes the coach itself wasn't great, but many times it isn't so much the coach, it's the program that they were just, you know, they spent their last money on or whatever it was. And so we're having to undo that or heal from that in order to build this next thing. And so part of what I tell my clients is that it is not my responsibility to help you build the vision that I see for you, right? It is my responsibility mm -hmm. to help you help you build the vision that you see for yourself, right? And the only way that I can do that is to know what the vision is that you see for yourself. So that way, as I'm coaching you, this is a customized experience. This is not a one size fits all. It's like, so what I might tell you to do and what I might tell someone else to do is completely different based on the vision that you have, the capacity that you have, the resources that you have, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think it starts, right? Part of how we help people manage the internal is by understanding them. I can't coach you and the next person the same way, right? That to me is a huge thing that, that many programs lack is just everybody doing the same thing at the same time. And I, that's what the curriculum is for. That's not what the coaching is for, right? So that's part of it is just, you know, understanding you and understanding we do personality tests. So I have a feel for, you know, how you operate. And then it makes it easier for me to then come alongside you and say, what's the best way for me to support you, right? Some people need a lot of accountability, right? And sometimes people shame people for needing a lot of accountability. It's like, no, you're wired differently than I'm wired and I'm wired differently than the next person, right? Which is why it's so important for me to understand who you are. So that way I'm coaching you in a way that supports your internal work, right? I think that the other part of this is really understanding what kind of trauma, baggage, mindset, whatever we want to call it, people are coming in with, which is impacting their ability to get to whatever we, what we call is our Super Bowl goal, right? It's like the Super Bowl is a 12-month cycle. This is where we want to be in 12 months. Okay, well, what are things that, are you, that you're bringing in that are going to be in your way that are going to keep you from getting to that particular goal, right? That has a lot to do with our onboarding and you know, there's a lot of things that you can uncover in a short period of time when you know what to ask and you know what to look for. And so the rest of it has more to do with giving people the tools as so if someone comes in. So this one is a big one for my my experts who have been in business for like 10 years and they're like, I've done I spent all the money. I've done all the things. I'm not a seven figure business. I almost need to go back and get another job. I don't understand why this is not working. Right. And sometimes that word self-trust doesn't resonate with them. Sometimes it does. I want to say it's like a 50-50 thing, right? Some people are very clear that they have lost trust with themselves. And other people are like, ah, I don't really think that's my issue, right? And 
the playing small is usually the word that they can resonate with. And what we come alongside and help them do is to show them the pockets where things are, where there's a lack of confidence, right? So a lot of my clients who fall in that, you know, I've been in business for a long time space, they have sold five figure, you know, 10, 20 K offers, right? But that was a year ago or it was six months ago, or it was something has happened along the way that has called them to shrink, right? And now asking for 10, 15, 20K is much harder. Now they're selling things for $500 and $200. And it's like, we need to uncover what has happened so you can step into the person that you're supposed to be, whoever it is that you want to be, right? And I think without, you know, being all nerdy about psychology, that's the process is understanding who it is that you want to be, understanding where it is that you want to go, understanding how you like to operate and then revealing the places where we're out of alignment and shoring up that foundation. I love that. It sounds like what you're really good at is understanding the context that people are operating from and in their lives. And I mm -hmm. feel like the other really important thing you mentioned is that context can change, right? So even though someone felt confident, you know, six months, a year ago, whatever it is, and now something has changed and we have to figure out what that is and how to like get it back on track. I love that so much. And I think a lot of people who are listening might also have been in business for a really long time and have probably experienced those ups and downs and kind of what you were talking about with the roller coaster. I feel like that is something that entrepreneurship kind of brings along, right? So I feel like that is extremely beneficial. Yeah, I somewhat unrelated. I have a friend who sometimes I feel like I'm acting as his therapist <laughs> and we talk a lot around. He runs a construction company and we talk business, but we also talk dating. And so we've had a couple of months of talking about dating and what it looks like to date as an entrepreneur and after a divorce and all these different things. And just like a couple of weeks ago, he was like, I need you to sign up for whatever program. Now we're friends, so this is not a business relationship, but he was just like, listen, everything that you've been telling me around dating, because the context is, well, you're operating from a place of hurt, right? Like these decisions that you're making don't serve you because it doesn't align with the thing that you said you're telling me you want. You're lying to yourself. And he's like, but maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Okay, I'm not pressuring you. I'm just telling you as a friend, right? Like do whatever you want. But the thing that was interesting that I want to carry over into this conversation is after a few months of just holding him accountable to what you told me you wanted, right? This is what you said you wanted. And then you said, no, I don't want it. And then you said, I kind of do. And then you said, but all I'm doing is reflecting back to you that you're just out of, right? And so fast forward, he's like, I just need you to sign me up for whatever intensive program <laughs> that you're going to put me through that I can then discharge all of the trauma, right? All of the failed relationships, all of the giving and it not being reciprocated and these things that have caused me to see differently, right? It's like, I'm showing up in a way that I don't want to really show up and I get it because of the divorce, because losing my mom, because of all the whatever. And it's like, I don't know that entrepreneurs fully understand the impact of failed launches and chargebacks and investments that don't work and husbands and wives that are mad that you're spending hours. Like those things impact our ability to show up, right? And if you don't heal from them, if you're not aware of them, then you just keep on this hamster wheel and there isn't actual momentum that is happening, right? A lack of momentum is your biggest sign that, hey, I need to pause 
right? This isn't working. Let's not keep doing more of the same thing. So. Oh, this is the perfect segue, Lachelle. Tell us how people can work with you, where to go to find out more about you and your work. I feel like I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> I feel like this is a lifelong thing, right? I think that we need to all yes. keep working on. So yes, tell us more. Yes. Okay. So the easiest way is that I spend predominantly all of my time on Facebook. I am actually not on any other platform, although I did realize that all of my posts are being automatically posted to Instagram, but I never go there. So I have to figure that out. But I am a one platform kind of person. So the absolute easiest way is to just DM me on Facebook. Facebook, My profile is public. You do not have to be friends with me. For, and you could just give feedback or tell me your takeaway or ask a question or inquire about services. It does not just have to be, I want to buy something, but you're welcome to do that too. And then the other way is the easiest way for you is to get on our email list, right? And so depending just inbox me because where i might point you to is going to be based on this is a thing that's really important to me from a coaching industry perspective is that i don't love that people are just saying giving you information without context right because we serve two different groups of people people who are just coming into the industry and trying to you know transition and then we have a whole group of people who have been doing this for a while so if i give you one link it's not may not serve you so just inbox me and tell me here, this is where I'm at. And then I can send you off into the wild to explore some free, some paid. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I love, yeah, even just the nuance that you have in the invitation to, you know, actually give context to the right people, right? So that we're not That's just important. like, this is the funnel and everyone goes through this funnel. Yeah. Right? So I love that. <laughs> it's super important. In my responsibility, we take this quote unquote oath, I'm being a bit dramatic there, but an oath as a therapist to do no harm. Above all else, that is my responsibility. And I automatically harm you when I give you information that doesn't serve you. So I take that very seriously. Well, thank you so much for being on with us today, Lachelle. I have learned a lot. And like I said, there's some huge like value nuggets. And I know this sounds cheesy, but I feel like they're really extremely valuable things that people should definitely listen to it again, write it down, remind mm. yourself, reach out to Lachelle. I feel like these are the types of things that can really change somebody's life and somebody's business. So thank you for being here with us today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I love having these chats. So I appreciate it. <laughs> Want to keep growing your business on your terms? Then sign up for my free newsletter, The Momentum Memo. You'll get quick, actionable tips to gain momentum in your business every Tuesday. Head over to natalielussier.com forward slash memo to join over 6,000 other entrepreneurs scaling on their terms. Whether you're just getting started or have been running your business for a while, The Momentum Memo has something for you. 